This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What's up, everybody, and welcome to this fantastic Steelers Monday, baby. Let's Woo! go. Let's go. We're back for another episode of the Only Friends podcast. It's playoff time, mm-hmm. and as you can see, I'm paying homage to the one and only TJ Watt. Yeah. He's, uh, he's down bad. He's down real bad, but mm-hmm. there's hope. They, uh, they downgraded him from a, a, um, grade three or whatever it is, yeah. which is a tear, full tear, to... Uh, a two, but I think that that just means that he went in there and was like, yeah, yeah. That's a downgrade or an upgrade? Well, it's, I guess an upgrade. <laughs> uh, I think he just went in and was like, look, um, you guys are going to shoot me up with some shit. Right? Yeah, I don't care what this is. Like, He's I'm, not playing no, Sunday, though. No, so. but they have his timeline for uh, two weeks from now, which would be the AFC Championship. Perfect. I have a whole... Look. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> oh, I saw. Okay, but the script was leaked. Yep. Okay. Uh, now, I think they got a couple of them wrong because as far as I can see, and granted, you know, I only see things through the lens of Steelers football, um, but as far as I can tell, the Steelers are on a terrible towel revenge tour. They really are. Okay. So mm-hmm. for those of you guys that don't understand, you don't disrespect the fucking towel. You don't. Myron Cope, Lord rest his soul. Mm-hmm. is rolling over in his grave as the Jaguars did mm-hmm. the unthinkable and disrespected I mean, the towel. I mean, it's, it's a full display of fuck around and find out. That's right. That's absolutely right. You want to know what their record was after disrespecting the towel? <clears throat> Go ahead, tell me. Landon, if you had to guess, you know what their record was? The Jaguars record after the towel? After the towel incident? One and six. Very close. Three and six. Oh. Three and six bounced from the playoffs. They were, mm-hmm. they were the, the fucking... Uh, they were leading the South. They're out. Okay? Now... Look at this motherfucker. They're going to get theirs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, that's going to happen in the AFC Championship. I've already seen the script. <laughs> the, the Brown Steelers are going to happen imagine? in the AFC Championship. We're going to roll, we're gonna roll right over them. Uh, Rudolph is, is carrying Santa's sleigh. Uh, prior to that, though, last week, the Ravens made the mistake. And now, granted, I don't, I, I, I don't know. It was the fans. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not quite the same. The Ravens kind of understand. Yeah. They're minding their business. But, you know. We gotta do what we gotta do. Gotta do what we gotta uh, do. The stands were the, the fans were stomping the towel in the fan in the stands rather. Uh, so we're gonna have them next week. I'm already looking past Buffalo. <laughs> you know that's that's a non-factor. Yeah, that, that should that game should be an easy easy total, total non-factor as far as I'm concerned. Oh, uh, man. Just ten point the, underdogs. Yeah, well, I got him at eleven and a half. Shout out to Jeff Platt. He wants wow, to do a double or nothing. Wait a minute. That's what I'm saying. I'm sharp as fuck. <clears throat> what is what is this? This is uh, the project the the projected script for of, you? Of, of what the playoffs look like. This is it. The 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 script was leaked. You know the NFL is just rigged, right? Mm, yeah. You know this, right, Landon? Of course. You didn't oh. know. You didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it's scripted out every year. It's scripted for the Steelers to win. Well, this year it is. This year it is. It just hap- It yeah. just so happens the 19th anniversary of them winning the Super Bowl from the the sixth wild card seed mm-hmm. is this year, and uh, they're going to do it again now from the seven hole. Okay. You know, and no they're going to play the Lions. Gonna, so it's going to be the, it's going to be a house civil war. Mm. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. Uh, shout Corey. out to Corgasm. Wait a minute. So if the Lions make the Super Bowl, does Corey get tickets? No. Well, I mean, he might uh, be on a list to like be able to buy you, ahead of right, everyone right, else. Right, yeah. seen tickets. Which would be nice because otherwise I'm going to be paying out of the ass to go see the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You would go to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, Where yeah. is it? It's here. It's in Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, 19 wow, years wow. ago, it was in Detroit, which was mm-hmm. a short three and a half, four hour drive from, from where we were living in Erie, PA. But I was a broke post college kid at that point. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I was looking at tickets. They were cheap. They were so cheap back then. They probably, we probably could have gotten for like 1800 bucks. Yeah. yeah. To go yeah. to fucking Detroit mm-hmm. in the dome. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to go. Nope. Steelers, Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks don't travel. It was like 85% Steeler fans. Yeah. Home game. Bettis Play- retires on his on his home field. Playoffs mm-hmm. start next week? Yeah, this week. Well, this right, week. Right. <laughs> nice. Uh, they do nice. start this week. Nice. nice. So, Matt, you guys did get a wild card? Uh, we did it, man. Okay. We mm-hmm. did it. Uh, They're in. We're in. We didn't even have to sweat the, the Buffalo game, which is nice. Thank God we didn't. That would have been that have been awful. That would have been a bad way to go out. Yeah, it would have yeah. been. And you guys finished the season with 10 wins? 10 and ten 7? Is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hot down the stretch. Way, one, three in a row. Way uh, higher than the nine win total that I bet Conrad. Yeah. You know what you should have did was you should have. you, you should have done, cuz. You, you should have had like. Or the eight win total. Yeah, like how many like above or below the, the line you got that many slots. Efro mentioned this in a tweet and mm. i think that this is a fantastic guy i'm really taking the best Maybe of next it here. year i think i'm really taking the best of it yeah because like no matter what the win total is uh they always have the opportunity to exceed it by many games i mm-hmm. think but they're never going to fall more than like one game under you wouldn't think so it's like i'm risking one slap to maybe win three yeah hmm like those odds. Imagine just getting to slap Conrad in perpetuity. You thought you were dead four weeks you ago. You give him a combo. Oh, we were dead. We were dead four weeks ago. But yeah. I did mention so to Brian dead. that uh, as as a lifelong Steeler fan and somebody who knows the NFL is rigged, uh, this is what they do. They have you lose back-to-back games to a two-win team mm-hmm. and then lose to the down-bag Colts that did yep. not make the playoffs and then force you to beat two playoff teams well, R.I.P. Seahawks, they didn't make it, but you they were close. B-Squad. Yeah. B-Squad Ravens. B-Squad Ravens. Well, you know, they, they, they don't make it that impossible. Right. They, they just make it so that it looks like you're dead. Right? But then all the stars align. The Seahawks crumble down the stretch. Concussion boy comes back. Uh, yeah. Well, he never got concussed. Miles Garrett didn't actually land a flush shot with the helmet, you know? He kind of mm-hmm. missed. Shout out to J.J. for the $20... Uh... Don't know. My man, JJ, what's going Money on? Money for a new towel after the Bills kick your ass. Okay. <laughs> okay, JJ. Wow. Let's, let's fucking relax. These New York, <laughs> these New York hopefuls, man. I don't mm. know. The Bills The Bills were in the midst of their own collapse. Listen, the, the Bills are uh, looking really good right now. I mean, yeah. Of all the teams to play, that yeah. was the one I wanted they, to play They really least. are. I mean, they won five in a row. And yeah, that, that's I'm with you. That's the team I wanted to play the least. But, you know, we got what we got, and we're going to have to go into Buffalo. You get and, what you get, and yeah, you don't we're gonna get We're going to have to run the ball a lot, hope Josh Allen throws a few interceptions. He likes to do that. You know what the uh, what the forecast is, right? Pain. Najee lower? <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely Najee higher. It's uh, they're, they're calling for uh, a snowstorm, 23 degrees, and like 50-mile-an-hour winds. Perfect. Yeah, like... Let's even it up real nice. If, if ever there was a time where, like, there's very few circumstances where I think I would actually uh, 
and this is crazy for me to say because I do not like Mason Rudolph and I'm a big Kenny fan, but if ever there was a case to put Kenny back in, it's the game where you really don't need to throw the ball more than five <laughs> yards. You know, it's just yeah. like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to certainly be handing the ball off. But look, I ride or die with Rudolph at this point. Yeah, you got to. I just, uh, you know, he's not my QB1. Really? Not not next year. No. Bro, come on. The guys won we'll, three straight. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, if he wins, if he wins a couple playoff games, what it do you mean matter. it doesn't matter? It you guys have scored matters. more I've than seen, twenty points for the first time in forever. I've seen enough. I, I've seen this time and time again. What have I've you suffered, seen? I suffered through Bubby Brister. <laughs> I suffered through Mike Tomzak. I suffered through. I, I look. I know I'm gonna get flack for this, but Neil O'Donnell. I suffered through Tommy Maddox. Mm-hmm. Like Mason Rudolph is all of them. He's the embodiment of. The pocket quarterback that, mm. yeah, when the line holds up and you're playing a nine-win team, you look fucking great. But, like, he ain't Aaron Rodgers. He's not, he doesn't have the it factor. He's and a, I'm not saying that you, Kenny necessarily yeah, does. Yeah, I don't know if Kenny does either. I, I don't know if he does or doesn't, but there's a lot that's very similar to Ben's second year right now, you know, where he took him to a Super Bowl from the wild card spot. Ben didn't blow anybody off the, off the charts that, that year. Through for like two thousand yards, maybe a little bit more, twenty five hundred. You know, uh, I think we knew Ben was it when we saw him. That's just because of the season, his rookie year, he came in and he was he was fire. But yeah. if you think back to the last seven games of last yeah. year, Kenny was fire. Right. Was he fire? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about yeah. all this. What do you mean? He went five and two down the stretch. He I was mean, putting up numbers. Yeah, I meant like his his specific numbers. His numbers were very good. He yeah. was like averaging maybe two twenty. I, I don't know for sure, but I would guess he was averaging like two twenty a game. He threw I think seven seven or nine touchdowns. Yeah, uh, and he wasn't afraid. He stopped to, turning the ball over, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it came at the cost of throwing the deep ball. Yeah, he was throwing the deep ball a lot more last year. That's why we knew Pickens was legit. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> we uh, we got our fandom out. I, I I'm very excited for this weekend. Sunday one one a.m. one p.m. Is Rudolph is starting? We don't know. We don't know, but he. I would assume Pickett's so. back, like he's healed. He's back. We actually had another Minka's huge back. sweat yesterday. Um, so, as if everyone knows, uh, they're the academy starts on Monday. Oh yeah. And you know when Berkey and I were you know putting the schedule together and looking at dates, we said, well, you know, let's uh, let's let's do it on you know we can't have it on the weekend because that's football playoffs. Playoff football, and, baby. And you know the Steelers are definitely going to be in the playoffs for sure. So let's just have Lock it Monday, it. Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Not thinking, not remembering that they now do this Monday so night wild so card dumb. game. And we're like, oh shit, what happens if they schedule the Steelers on Monday night during the Academy? It's, we have to cancel the Academy. It, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. It's so stupid to to play around with rest weeks in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, there's already only one team getting a bye. Yeah. You know, and now you're shortening the week for somebody. Like, Saturday, Sunday is fucking plenty. Relax. Yeah. yeah. But yeah... Shout out to the manager. We do have a couple seats remaining for next Monday's Academy. If you guys are interested in that, head to academy.solfroy.io or hit hashtag Academy in the chat. You can follow the link there. Get all the info that you need. Um, you know, it's going to be a good time. Had by all. Be sure to check it out. We have a great show Can't for wait. you guys today. Uh, moving on from sports ball, we're going to be talking about... These guys can't fucking help them. Actually, you know what? I don't think that's what it is at all. I think that it's... The regs have finally opened their eyes. Like, I think a corner has been turned. Jeremiah was like the first step with this, I think. And then I think George uh, kind of pioneered it as well, where they're no longer 
I don't think that the the winning regs online are taking the stance any longer of um, site security is being massively blown out of proportion. These games are all safe and very beatable. Uh, you guys don't need to glamorize the one-off cases where some cheating occurs, right? I think that they've all finally turned the corner and just said, like, fuck me. Yeah. Uh, if you're not if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And there's a lot of people trying out there. A lot of people <laughs> trying. So uh, we have a lot of topics today. We're going to cover the ACR 100K bounty bot scandal or lack thereof or canceled contest, however you want to put it. Uh, Rampage goes on a rampage yesterday, also directed at ACR. We're going to talk about uh, what happened there and what they did to rectify it. Ethan versus ACR. That's the right. new, uh, new one I didn't expect my bingo card. Um, Patrick Howard discovers a potential collusion ring on uh, Ignition. We're going to talk about that. Reddit posts a PLO RTA video in action. <laughs> We're going to demonstrate that. Uh, this is kind of an older story, but we're going to follow up with it as there's been uh, more ramifications. A streamer was busted straight RTAing on stream. He was literally just using Wizard on the same, like not even on a second screen, just like no big deal. Was he, did he think he, that don't know. We don't know. Like Impossible. He, he to thinks know. that, like, oh yeah, this isn't on this. They're not seeing this, or is he just like, we'll show I'm the just clip. gonna. This is fine. I can just do this. We'll show the clip for everybody to yeah. to know. We'll talk about Stars's response to that, uh, and then finally, um, there is this weird video surfacing of uh, people um, colluding and I guess botting, uh, multiple tables on club GG and, uh, some of the other apps. So we're going to dig into that as best we can. People stay safe out there. It never let's, ends. Let's just start with that. Stay safe in the streets. Carve but, out a time slot for the Bass Pro Shops guy. Oh my God. I want to so bad, but I don't know how to do it without showing. I, granted, <laughs> he, he doesn't really have a dick yeah, as far as I can a, tell. I saw, that, I saw one post that said, this motherfucker got a, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a vagina. Uh, but uh, did you see? Did you see his wife's response? No, I should have sent it. I, oh I, no, that was a parody, wasn't it? I don't know. That's why I didn't send it. Oh, okay, but it might have been a parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious if it yeah. was. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know what's going on, a man apparently walked into a Bass Pro Shop over the weekend, stripped ass naked, <laughs> and dove headfirst into the aquarium. Uh, there's there's a giant like life size aquarium when you walk in with like bass floating around. And he's just in there swimming, going, "Come and get me!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cops were already there. Yeah, and he just came and got strip. him. Yeah. Oh, th uh, I did send you another link though. Did you did you happen to catch the one of the guy who got caught in the vase? Oh, he got yeah, drunk yeah. and he put himself into a life size urn, and then couldn't get out. Christy Yamaguchi. Wait, what? I thought it was uh, a. Tweet by Christy Yamaguchi. The, the, the skater? ice skater? Yeah, that's what I thought. I feel like that's not true. Yeah. That would be random. Maybe it would be a parody account of some sort. Uh, man, everyone's in the muck <laughs> this weekend. You know, the only people not in the muck are Steeler fans. Yeah. We made it out alive. Yes, but we did. Drunk people be swimming in fish aquariums. Drunk people be climbing into urns. Man, what a weekend. Online's in the muck. <laughs> oh man i guess i'm in the muck too let's yeah. let's talk about it maybe yes that's you <laughs> that's your cue <laughs>
He was locked in. All right, so I have a, a mucky-esque spot uh, from this past weekend, and I think that the best way for me to frame it is that uh, there isn't much to discuss when it comes to theory. I'm pretty confident that the Wizards are going to say this one's just fine, but there's a lot of meta taking place here, and I guess I want to discuss about uh, how live reads can really send your ass into the muck mm-hmm. when you don't really trust yourself or you just have too much of a hand to kind of trust yourself and that that's a little bit of what happened here so we'll get into it um situation is such that we're playing very deep uh folds to oaken in the hijack he opens to 300 usual three bet size for me is going to be somewhere around 10 big blinds so i usually make it a thousand but oaken and i have like a lot of meta and uh we're playing really deep so being able to leverage position against somebody who like doesn't fold often enough to three bets is just reason enough to kind of ramp it up a bit um so i think i would play like two three bet sizes here to give everybody a bit of a clue and i would just like mix my good hands into both so i have ace queen of clubs here in the in the or sorry he was the low jack i was the high jack um and i choose the three bet to 1500 which is very large but uh, I think very justified. Mm-hmm. Now, the big blind is a uh, VIP in town just for the weekend. Uh, for those of you who have been watching the show consistently, he's the man that I played the all-in pot for, it was like 120K pot where I had ace five of hearts and accidentally tabled the five pre-flop. Oh, yeah. Legendary uh, hand. <laughs> legendary hand. Uh, feel free to go back and look, at, look uh, and find that hand. It was sometime in September, I think. Um, so the reads here are that he likes to go hard. He goes really hard with seven deuce specifically. Um, but like, he's not super out of line. So even seven deuce on seven deuce is on, uh, the bounty's not very large. It's only $300 a person. So it's a total of, uh, 21 big blinds. If you win with it, we're eight handed. Um, so like you don't really usually give much credence to seven deuce in four bet pots because the risk reward just kind of isn't there. But my guy likes to table his bounty hand. So I actually think he has like a pretty reasonable four bet range, like relatively snuggish because he cold calls three bets a lot, which means I think we can eliminate a lot of the middle. Uh, But then there is the fact that he likes to go hard with seven deuce. So he makes it 5k and this is where the the meta kind of comes in. Oaken obviously folds. I have a really good hand here with ace queen suited facing a cold four bet. And in theory, this is always going to be a pure call right you're just never going to do anything else yeah. suit you fold i'm some well something. yeah in theory yeah. you would fold uh but in practice i might do some other things now the issue is, is that i had a feeling i don't know that i had like a specific read like i didn't necessarily see you know an increase on in heart rate or a twitch of his nose or anything along those lines but like there was something about his presence where i felt like he was incredibly weak and at that point, I kind of just gave, like I assigned him a lot of seven deuce. And I was trying to figure out what the best way to navigate this is moving forward. In hindsight, like I think jam is maybe an option. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Landon didn't like that. As played, I choose to just call. Hand which, too good. Hand too, well, hand too good and he's polar, right? So yeah. why would you want him to fold all the bluffs and then just like snap you with value? Yeah, that's true. I think that's fair. You just let him play with a seven and a duck. Yeah, <laughs> out of position. that's true. So we do let him play with whatever his range may be. With um, potentially a seven and a duck. And the board comes jack seven, seven, two club. Well, okay, well it's unlikely that he has seven deuce now. Right. And uh, 
so we face a 60% C bet. Uh, he bet 6K into 10. And this size to me felt like a little bit wonky given the SPR. So he's going to have like 75% pot behind. Um, actually, he had a little bit more. The turn jam was for 23K. So mm -hmm. I, I miss, I miss uh, represented his, his stack here. Uh, so once I call, there would be 20. He'll have about pot behind. So yeah. about one SPR. You probably just jam this. Right. So I would usually, <laughs> especially against a sizing that I think is like a little bit maybe off a little bit incorrect run your equity getting jammed on the turn Correct. The brick is really bad yeah agreed totally agree but his 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 energy went from very weak to very strong the oh, aura no. went strong something about like the way he cut his bet the way that like he was just handling chips i was just like i am fucked he has seven deuce here a oh, lot oh no like actually there there was my initial instinct was like man i think he flopped jack's fool somehow like maybe I was just reading, uh, like into Would he go his sixty percent with Jack's fool. Well, so I dismiss it. <laughs> yeah. So I initially was like, man, yeah. I think maybe he flopped Jack's fool, and maybe I was just like overestimating what he felt his weakness is just being like nerves because he has Jacks. But then I was like, wait a second, he bet sixty percent pot. Like that's yeah. that's never Jack's fool, right? And then I was like, damn man, I think I'm against seven deuce. Like I'm just gonna peel and unimproved. I'm just gonna muck to a jam. Does he, do you guys run it once, twice? No, twice. Yeah, I think I'll just jam in it twice, probably. Yeah. Like, this is a real, I don't, this I don't is think really, once or is, twice makes a difference. It's a very, well, I just mean, like, it's a very cringe spot now. Right, but, like, okay, well, we'll get into the analysis after the fact. So, the turn's a 10. He jams for pot. <laughs> I improved, so I have no choice. Uh, I call it off, and he does, in fact, have the seven deuce suited. Oh. He yeah. just fills up on the river, just in case. Well, just in case. We ran it twice. I don't remember what the, the rivers were. They were, just, they were just red and didn't include a king. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I lose twice. Now, from, from the vantage point of like jamming flop versus not, my thought process was that I could make a pretty exploitative fold on the turn, unimproved. And I would potentially even fold if I made a pair. Like, turning a 10 to me is better than making a queen or an ace. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, you have more outs to win, yeah. Right. So if he still jams an ace, I think that I probably just like hero fold. Because. You can still win though. Yeah. I don't know, man. I Folding guess. Folding an ace feels gross. It feels. Oh, it's, it's, it's impossible, right? Like, you probably wouldn't do it in game. You probably think about it after. Maybe. Uh, because <laughs> truthfully, if I'm folding. If I'm folding a hand that increased my showdown value, I should also fold on a card that increases my equity. Yeah. Right. Like the 10 doesn't improve my equity that much. Right. And now he could potentially have ace king of diamonds that he's jamming as a bluff. But that works the other way too. Where that if fucking I fucking wrecks you. Right. But that works the other way too. If he, if the turn's an ace and he just has like ace king suited, whatever. Um, so let's take a look and see what the wizard has to say before we have a back and forth a little bit about like how the meta works here. Yeah. He did it. Okay. No surprise. Uh, the wizard likes all of these decisions um so his flop size is just like a bit of a hedge he kind of chooses both he chooses b40 and b75 you um, just like added some low frequency 70 soft i gave him all the 70 yeah. suited or 75 percent 70 suited and then just a tiny little sliver of 70 soft sure. uh, but i probably could have just given him all seven deuce oh i did give him all seven deuce suited sorry yeah so yeah i don't know if he goes this hard um but whatever um, and I also gave him like a bunch of sporadic low frequency stuff that maybe doesn't exist. 
like he, he <laughs> just cold suited. call he just cold calls so much of this stuff is the yeah thing. Uh, yeah it's a, it's a very not like 10 suited <laughs> cold fouring yeah blind. Uh, come on yeah i mean i can i can kind of be a little bit more yeah, we can uh, take the paintbrush here I, I think well i mean we say his range is polar pre right so you get to remove some of that stuff and then you have to have like the pairs like tens plus i just think he cold calls so much that like we can very comfortably take all this can stuff you explain out. what you're doing right now yeah i'm basically just like altering his range to be a little bit more reflective of what i think he four bets um yeah, small pairs uh-huh <laughs> Sure. There's no small pairs. No, I'm saying there there was, right? No, or those no, are those suited connectors. Stuff. Okay, got yeah. it. But I, I think you're right that we can just take those out. Yeah, like yeah. nines probably cold call. Yeah, like I've just seen him show up with nines, tens, those types of hands. Uh, so I give him half of each. Sure. Um, you can probably remove full, like the yeah, ace, I jack think, off, I think Broadway, like... king, jack off. So we're moving towards jewel ranges. This is definitely a <laughs> well, it's just standard four bet ranges in no, most spots. That, like that's way too range, wide for jewel ranges. Like a cold four range should be extremely tight. Like you're not incentivized to put in chips in the pot. Mm -hmm, you're playing right. out of position. You're mostly going to get called by the three better. You're going to want to be suited dense versus off suit. So like king queen suited is like a pure like a like in this situation yeah. like in Bobby's people will probably right choose that. But this guy sounds like he's the kind of got a cold call king queen suited versus four bet it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's very uncomfortable to get either jammed on. Um, or have to play a five bet pot when you could have just chose the cold call and yeah. flop yourself plus draw or something. Yeah, I think this is a lot more reasonable. So a lot of upper left type stuff, mm -hmm. and then the outliers. Ace queen is like a good a four bet bluff hand that people kind of oh, find too. Calling calling with it seems kind of bad, even though you're supposed to fold, but people don't want to fold ace queen off supreme. And I understand. Yeah, why. that a, I think it's a good is hand. reasonable to not cold call. <laughs> it's a good hand. So let's see if the wizard still agrees. Um, with with my analysis okay yeah, now, now he just gets to start range betting so he just doesn't check any longer but the yeah. sizing is still the same so he kind of hedges and just goes in between and if he's range betting that's probably just fine um even though it felt a little bit wonky in in game he can range bet because all of his bluffs have effectively made a really good hand yeah so his bluffs are high card equity right right it's hard to have them or just over pairs which are worth a ton yeah so let's assume he's playing a single size uh Range bet here for 60%. You probably have a jam versus this. It's 100%. Yeah, I, I think jam, so too. Jam, jam, jam. No, sometimes. 60%. Find it. I'm find saying he... It. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what range right, bet means. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... This is your response? This is my response. Uh, so Ace, Queen of Clubs does a little bit of jamming. Ooh. The rest of it does some calling. But we knew that. Yeah. Um, we did. We've known. It's Ace, 10 is the spicy one. Ace, 10 is the... Where you have the under to the jack, you want to take your equity. Yeah. Pure jam. Pure. Yep. Mm. Uh, so we do play call turn is the 10 of diamonds bring back door flush draw I can't fathom a world where we don't call off for pot um, so he actually plays two sizes here jam and not jam Right. so it's basically the 7 deuce that plays not jam hand too good yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of ironic with two flush draws out there because I'm I guess I'm going to be a little equity dense but he also has like 10s that play not jam so that makes sense too uh, Jacks want to play not jam. Like he just has some hands that are way too good. Yeah, sneak traps, and then they have like the, the jam is over pair value. Yeah, but I think he could probably simplify those to like mostly checking and then just playing jam with a lot of the rest of yeah, range. Jam over pairs, check boats, seven right. x. Well, yeah, like jam some seven x, check some seven x, that type of stuff. In any event, uh, ace queen of clubs. Wow, it actually mixes. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised to see it mix. Not fun. Yeah. The issues you just fucked. Yeah, I mean, okay, so that that 
I think carries a lot more weight to what I was kind of insinuating from the meta standpoint. If this is zero EV in theory, then I think in practice, I could pretty happily pure fold here. Yeah. Right? Um, right, because they're not gonna have the they're not gonna have the shoves that they should just have. Just specifically because it's it's Jack ten seven seven. If it's Jack seven or sorry, if it's Jack six six, yeah. I think that like well, also I think the solve will change. Right. If we mm -hmm. remove seven deuce from his range, I think that ace queen of clubs never folds. And it's kind of the same thing. If seven mm -hmm. deuce misses and now he still has it in full as a bluff, uh, instead of trips, right. I have a really natural call off here yeah. with a hand that's almost like trapping. Like mm -hmm. I would almost never jam Jack six six two clubs yeah. with ace queen of clubs because he can just have like, you know, seven deuce that yeah you don't want to let my talk right mm -hmm. like turns a club i make the nuts and he just rips seven deuce red mm -hmm. and you know we just stack him in that regard so i think like this is a really unique spot where my spidey sense is worth a lot of money and disobeying it probably cost me a lot because i'm probably not zero ev on turn versus that jam range but you might have a pot like plus ev spot on flop to uh, to jam specifically on Jack seven seven, if we're like trying to find ways to fold now, where we think seven deuce is still existent, what would make it plus EV if his range is so condensed to value? Yeah, like, like if it's you Jack, realizing if it's, your equity doesn't increase your EV. Yeah, right. We turn more equity on the turn, and it's still basically giving us like $0. if it's Jack. Well, six, I would just six. if we're just treating Ace Queen like Ace ten, right? Where Ace ten is a pure jam. Because you just want to realize and you can't play a position where you call and then get jammed on and lose your equity. Yeah. Most of the time, the reason why you want a flat ace-queen is because you have the overs to the jack. If you look at his range, that that's the flop. Mm -hmm. uh, if, we, if we can hover back to the flop, yeah, there. Like, there's ace-jack suited, which we can still beat at some potential. Jack-10 suited as well. Like, before we see a 10 on the turn, of course. Right. Where with ace-10, you get fucked if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So you want to jam ace-10 uh, just in order to... Uh, your hand's not as good as ace-queen. Like, the two overs are worth a lot. Um, but if we're thinking that even if we hit an over, it's not good. Right. It can, basically becomes the same as ace-ten or yeah, ace-five. you kind of class it down a little bit. Yeah. Kind of has some good blocking properties, too. Like, he'll block, like, blocking queens is nice. Yeah, that's true. Like, sure, sometimes he has kings, but the game is the game. Yeah, that's true. Getting him to fold ace-king is great. That's true. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very weird spot. Uh, it still mixes jam on flop anyways. Right, of course. Uh, I, I don't think it's a debate whether or not we should. It's just more so like, uh, if, I, if I trust my Spidey sense, yeah. then he <laughs> no longer has the ace jacks, the ace queens, the, the ace five suited. Like, he doesn't really have... If, if my read is right that he went from weak to strong, then he doesn't have marginal hands any longer. He's just queens plus and seven deuce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In which case, like, now I'm kind of fucked by putting a lot of money in yeah there is a like a fun heuristic at this spr with when in position or out of position chooses like a big bet like call it greater than b50 mm -hmm. and you have stat or pot to play behind if you call you just rip your enough flush draws with unders to the board yeah like always yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. thing in mpts it's a thing in cash and this is something i literally learned like it's a, a byproduct of the spr being small though correct SPR being small getting jammed on turn sucks if you yep. brick yeah, you yeah, just yeah. have to run it yeah, you just have to you just have to run it. The, I didn't I didn't know this one. Like these spots, these spots get really interesting to me when SPR is like four instead of uh, where you don't play pure jam. Yeah, or, or sorry, e even a little bit deeper. So in this situation, like the SPR is just sub three, uh, where 
the reason why it's choosing 74% is because that's 2E. Um, these spots get interesting to me when the SPR is like double. So, so 2E is like... Like 110, 125, something like that, but people just don't choose it. No. So then they still bet the 75% type of sizing and you're no man's land. Because you could still get jammed on on the turn. You can still get jammed on on the turn, but you're risking a lot if you jam yourself Exactly, exactly. And then you just kind of, in most instances, you just settle on the fact of like, well, if he 2x pot jams turn, I just have to live with it. I'm not going to make money. Like, I'm, j- I'm just not going to be able to realize my equity with this type well, of Well, yeah, because now you're winning too much money when you have value. Kind of. And potential draw is not the same as a set yeah just uh you know trapping is is hard poker is fucking hard man because it's the way fun. you actually make money is by having good hands in spots like this <laughs> like the counter to someone putting in too much money is just having a good hand yeah i'll, I'll tell another hand history a bonus in the muck if you will which is uh, sad uh, we're not going to run it on the wizard or anything but just uh <laughs> i already without running it i already know it's, it's an error in position or at least i think it is um i cold four bet ace jack um cut off button small blind so cutoff opens, button three bets. I cold four ace jack from the small blind, button calls. It comes uh, jack eight three rainbow. Uh, I see bet like 40% call. Turn is the deuce of spades, bringing backdoor spades. I've read ace jack and we have 1.3x pot. I rip. Um, he then folds seven eight of spades for pair plus draw. Yeah. That probably doesn't happen. No, that should. I, I'm pretty confident that should be a call. Yeah. Without, well, he just has looking. enough equity. Like you're gonna have some bluff jams with plenty, plush draws plenty, as plenty, well. plenty of bluff jams. Um, yeah. I would assume that your size is probably not supposed to be jammed for 1.3, but at the same time, if I, he's folding that hand, it's good. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> uncertain in game, but you know, without going into details, especially because I'm sure he watches. Like I have a very specific what I believe to be understanding of his range. And uh, it was one of those situations where it's like really tough to drag out value. Yeah, it's kind of a fun game where like you guys are playing such high stakes where cash game ICM is kind of real. Where like you play this pot, you jam for a lot of chips where you don't really want to face a spooky river, Mm -hmm. call like a spade, call like a an overcard. Well, two is like really weird here, like forty five percent pot, yeah. and then you get well, called. What you're gonna do is you're gonna go a little bit bigger because like you're gonna go a size that you can bet your bluffs and then call off if he jams on you. Yeah. So you're not gonna go forty. You're gonna okay, go like seventy. Like seventy five. Yeah. Right. So this is a spot where you just try to front load the equity, mm-hmm. where it's like in tournaments or games where it's like, oh, I'll just rebuy, it's fine. But now you're playing like fifty k pots, where it's like I just can't put myself in positions to lose x amount of money in some cases. No, you can. It's just that it doesn't work. It because there's no ICM because there's no tournament. Uh, life or anything along those lines uh it just becomes it becomes a game of math like the game is the game you know so if i bet 75 percent pot and i leave like you know quarter pot behind or whatever it's nice it well it's it's just implied right like it for implied that you're dark that you're all in yeah for the for the imposition player he's basically calling 75 percent to win uh two pots or or a little bit more 2.3 pots now he's in this spot where it's like oh if I, if, if I call he's just gonna jam the river on me why does it make it nice well in the sense of like you need to make him continue with hands that would fold otherwise like hands that would be indifferent versus jam or like pure fold now have to play a call maybe yeah well that's kind of like the the nice part about choosing the size over like a jam yeah what it, it's nice if you're talking about like 
targeting hands like tens and nines. Well, yeah, because your value is going to drive your range here, and you're going to have ace jack plus. Right. Yeah. And yeah. You're, you're making them be really mad with. Yeah, I'm just saying, like we're honing in on a very small, small fraction where there are a lot of. It's a four bet pot. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> the floats are so fucking wide, man. Like, there's a lot of those backdoor spades in there. There's a lot of nine tens in full. Uh, a lot of like you know queen ten type holdings. Um. And I'm not saying that that's bad to have those. Right. It makes it kind of nice for us to do that then because they're going to have so much of these hands that should fold flop because of the right. potential barrel on the turn. That makes yeah, them yeah. very upset. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. So in conclusion with the hand that we did cover for In the Muck, uh, the wizard is indifferent on my play. Uh, and I am not a fan of my play <laughs> because I was right in my head and wrong in my action. So uh, I think that, you know, the, the large takeaway that I was trying to, to get across is that there is something to be said uh, about putting weight into your observation. Now, granted, you don't want it to be the end-all be-all, but like when you're really close in between decisions, um, I, I think it's worth like examining. Because like yeah. flop, yeah. I would just naturally jam. Yeah, that happens a lot though when like you and I disagree on stuff and most of the time it's kind of mixed. Or there's, yeah. a, there's a mix of sorts. It's like, oh, I guess... I guess uh, the and we, machine, the machine know, agrees with that. We're, we're doing a lot of customing yeah. when it comes to the ranges, too. If he's wider, then uh, my hand's going to play pure. The mm -hmm. machine's kind of like Switzerland in that way. Yeah. Like, you look at a call HRC Sims, you look at, like, uh, post-flop stuff, and you're just like, okay, uh, this hand mixes, probably. I think it jams. I think it doesn't. Yeah, it's in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> we're all somewhere. It does let you <laughs> off the hook a bit. <laughs> it's kind of weird, because it's like, at some point, is it cope, or is it real? <laughs> it's both. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean... Like the one hand you played against Brian uh, Oaken, where you had a ten nine. Which one? It was the one where like he bet a big size and then you jammed, mm -hmm. and then uh, you looked at it and it was like, oh, like he's actually like the size is actually correct. No, no, it was nine eight. But yeah, sorry, nine eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, well, if I do this and I do this and I look at his range like this, then like my play becomes good. And then it could be true. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, eh, we've all used solves to cope before. I mean, there, there is a lot of like wonkiness in the sense that um, like the hand that you're referencing, it was stand up. It was blind versus blind. It was a limp raise pot. When's the solves going to come out for that? Right. Yeah. It's just like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, meta stand stuff. Up solve. Yeah, stand, stand, <laughs> stand up solver. There's a lot of meta that is very difficult to measure. Um, so, you know, most, most spots that you're looking up when you're looking at live hands, and this is what makes life so beautiful is most spots that you're trying to replicate in a sim are just made up. They're just completely made up. So all you're really doing is trying to find where the lines are so that you're not constantly coloring outside of them. Yeah, you're trying to find the pattern. Yeah, Like it, online is very, very rigid in a lot of ways. Right. I mean, especially if people are uh, trying to cheat or have bots or stuff like that. Well, don't fight fire with fire kids yeah you know maybe let's get out there and do some little like, little 8xing pre like, oh yeah that'd be kind of cool actually yeah let's try to let's let's uh let's 5x yeah let's get your 5x ranges out there you know maybe start limping limping's pimping you know let's Weren't uh you doing something in the super high roller cash game that was like a little bit off cash game i don't know if it was a cash game it might have not been cash during game. super high roller bowl i did a lot of limping you were pimping but that was you know 2016 i was yeah. i was the king of limping back then what about, that, that was what i was known for in tournaments where was dean eggs <laughs> on that on that pimping list i don't know was he high i don't i don't i don't think he was doing much of the limping back then it's it's so funny because uh i think my my image has always been one that is like overly aggro and i think that people equate that with 
taking aggressive action at all at all nodes. But a lot of what comes with being aggro is being able to uh, kind of, you know, work the ebbs and flows and hit them where they're not looking kind of thing. So like limping was a way for me to aggressively play more hands. And what all I mean by that is like, it was a way for me to widen my ranges without over-investing into pots. And I only used it in MTTs because stack depth and SPR was so critical to manipulate. Also, people were very unaware of how to function against a limp. Right. You probably got a lot of limp jams through that. Tons. Tons. Uh, we've got limp call from action from hands that are probably losing infinite. I would get ISO by like a seven off in the hijack when I limp under the gun. Yeah. You know, that type of stuff. But also I would just get to play 12 blinds in a very unique way where I wasn't all in or folding. Right. Because people got decent at push fold. Kind of like Helmuth. Yeah, but it was different. Big, big it was different because he would limp like, you know, he'd be the type to limp like ace jack suited, get ISO'd and then think that like they only can have better if they're ISOing and then fold because yeah. like it's so obvious when I limp into the pot off this small stack that I have a good hand where it's like I was in the run it mode. Yeah. You know, if I was limping ace queen, it was to shove always. If I was limping fives, it was to be all in. Um, and, you know, you're basically just like trying to, to carve in between like the traps uh, the jams to realize your equity, the, you know, whatever, basically having a complete range. I don't want to get too into it. You know, maybe it makes, you don't want to your own horn too well, much. It might come back around. You know, I, I, I've been sitting on this strat for 10 years. Maybe it becomes good again. <laughs> Bring hashtag yeah. make limps great again. Right, yeah. You know, make limp and pimping again. We don't want to get too, too into the weeds here. Yeah. Uh, I do want to discuss one more thing of positive note that uh, I, I kind of glossed over, but the WSOP made a correction um, after a lot of public pushback and I guess people supporting the cause or championing for the cause. Uh, shout out to Ash Kardash who kind of started the wave on this. They uh, changed and gave a positive response when it came to uh, updating their circuit schedule. They're now going to work with every venue to ensure that they can get women-only events uh, up and running. The statement from the article that writer Jen wrote was, uh, recently we made a poor decision when limiting the number of official WSOP ring events at each stop to give each operator increased discretion in selecting events with local demand. So to, to dissect that sentence a little bit, what happened was they reduced the number of total ring events that any stop could run, which forced the tournament director to use discretion and run events that would be popular. Because like in the past, you could travel a circuit, play mm -hmm. an 08 event that had like 24 runners and just win a ring. Yeah. So and I think Conrad that, won a ring, kind of. Right. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the PLO. Half, Don't out Conrad like that. He, he won that wing, ring fair and square. Sure, well, he did. He just, he just won it in the PLO where he like maxed no, late. It was PLO. It was half PLO, half uh, There were 3,000 runners. There were not. There was 30. There was 30,000. Uh, it started at like 8 p.m. and was over at midnight. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so effectively, uh, you know, they wanted to, to create demand for larger fields, but in the process, that meant that most operators were going to eliminate the ladies' events because uh, it just made sense to have open field events rather than restricted ones. Uh, so the statement goes on to read, it was never our intention to see the number of women-only events reduced. We are working with all host partners to be sure that beginning with Harris Cherokee, each remaining WSOP circuit stop in 2024 includes a women-only ring event pending regulatory approval in each jurisdiction. Uh, we hope our female poker community comes out and supports these tournaments. So the the, the approval aspect is um, every local, uh, I guess, governing body will be a little bit different. So like in Nevada, I don't think you can technically have, uh, like technically a man could register for women's only mm -hmm. events. So the way they get around it is charging 10X. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm sure it varies state to state, but in any event, 
uh, this is a positive response from, again, the community kind of being heard. And this is like an ongoing theme that I think that we can kind of lean on a bit as, you know, podcasters, as members of the industry, as uh, people who are kind of uh, pushing the operator's buttons a little bit to be heard and to get change uh, taking place. You know, Twitter for the cesspool that it is, it really does uh, kind of force a lot of these narratives to the top and make operators start to pay attention where otherwise we didn't really have a voice. And I think that it's like nice to see situations like this where there is a response and it's relatively quickly. Uh, you know, not quite the same response that, that we got out of Nagy and crew from ACR, but here we are, you know. That it, was interesting. It's a, it's a response. Mm -hmm. uh, what was interesting about it? He's like, hey, we got a bot challenge. <laughs> hey, uh, just kidding. Don't make something to uh, take money from the economy. Uh, but if you do, uh, we're not going to pay you for it. <laughs> you, you, weren't, you weren't here last week, but I'd, uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on all the things that happened. On Botgate? Yeah, Botgate 101. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, we've all known that this has been potentially possible for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean... Ruben was kind of one of the guys that was talking about the, the Belarusian bots. Since. How happy is he right now? Dude, Ruben is not punching air right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is facts. That's this a happy facts. guy. Yeah. So it just depends on like, I saw, I saw like you guys put in the podcast assets, like so helps Twitter going on strike and like not playing on sites like this anymore and trying to do something economy based. But then we know how that could work where the winning players will lose win less a little bit potentially because there's less losing players in the pool almost certainly yeah. but if there's overlay then they're going to be winning by default mm -hmm. so now there's that back and yeah. forth but yeah it just kind of makes me realize that some of these tournaments like we already knew bots was happening but it's like how to what extent is it actually an issue right and i think people are more aware that it's a bigger issue than they thought it was going to be yeah i think so too uh i thought that 10 million is a lot man yeah, I mean, granted, it was over some period of time, but I think if I recall correctly, the number that they took just in 2023 was either 1.7 or 3.7. Either way, yeah, it's a lot. Either I, way, it's a lot to take out of the ecosystem. Yeah, I got wrecked on ACR last year. You yeah. just cope bought it, <laughs> but I, you don't get money back. There's no money back for anybody. So there will be, or at least that's what this statement kind of implies. Um, There's the money back program. There. <laughs> There was a tweet that ACR put out, uh, I believe on Friday, He said, and they said, we are following the conversation about our bot challenge and monitoring the play of our network. At this time, we can confirm nobody has completed the challenge. Sorry, this is jumping ahead. This is, this is actually getting into the challenge itself rather than uh, the statement they put out, which we read on Friday with regard to potentially issuing uh, refunds. But basically, like, you know, Nagy seems to be uh, pretty hard-pressed to say, like, if... Uh, it's found that there's a lot of botting taking place. I'm going to make it right and refund that money, which, you know, looking at the other sites, that hasn't been the case thus far. So it will be interesting to see what, what happens with, with regard to refunds. Um, now, as far as the bot challenge goes, the statement goes on to read, for clarity, there are only a few basic requirements to complete the challenge. Create a bot that can pull money out of our player economy, which was them moving the goalposts. That was never the initial statement. I mean, the first mm -hmm. statement was like, there are no bots on our site. Yeah, but then I'm saying like what Moneymaker said. Right, and then it changed to now make a bot that takes money. Well, it was, it, it was still both the same. Moneymaker basically said, I'm so confident in our security that no bot will be able to be up and running for 5,000 hands, and he just left it at that. It didn't matter if the bot won or lost. Uh, I guess that, you know, 
it was demonstrated rather quickly that a losing bot could be created in no time as uh was demonstrated by um the range trainer pro dev and a few others so then it said create a bot that could pull money out of our player economy so basically create a winning bot people um, won the challenge too much because they could just make a bot that could last 5,000 hands yeah complete at least 5,000 hands without being detected by our security protocols be prepared to provide information to our team to improve protocols in the future and publicly identify yourself in order to provide transparency and credibility in the community so this is a little bit all contradictory because how do you identify yourself without uh, self-reporting prior to the 5,000 hands being completed. I guess maybe you just play the 5,000 hands first. You do. Mm -hmm. But then how do you prove to ACR that you bought it for 5,000 hands? Right? Even yeah. if, uh, I mean, you would have to have like a 360 a double, cam. Like a double camera where it's you at the computer screen not recording, touching the mouse. Yeah, screen recording and then like a 360 cam that demonstrates uh, like it's all automated somehow. Right. It's a lot of fucking bells and whistles and hoops that seemed like they were kind of coping for the initial challenge which was obviously going to be which was decimated just, which was just make a bot that can last on security yeah. okay we all did that in 30 minutes in any event mm -hmm. all of it was very tone deaf because we know that there are commercial bots for sale uh out there that maybe they can't make it through the 5k hand detection but like with a little bit tweaking and somebody who's pretty sharp i imagine that they could you know take that shell and probably do what they do but also it's like this is so dismissive of what's already being stated that there are hundreds, possibly thousands of bots that have been caught elsewhere by the original poster on 2 plus 2, Tyler. Um, and ACR is just kind of turning a blind eye saying like, nope, not us. Our security's too good. And again, you know, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, Chris was kind of going through it. He has a lot of pride and loyalty to ACR. He's just kind of the face and is regurgitating things that are being passed down the, the pipe. Um, so it's very reasonable that like he's just not enough in the know to have the confidence that he exuded there. Uh, eventually, WPN realized that they had made a mistake. Infiltrating their site with a bunch of bots <laughs> that are taking money from uh, regular customers obviously is not the look that you're looking for. Right. So the statement was, we owe you an apology. After listening to your feedback, it's clear that our recent decision to initiate the bot <laughs> challenge on our poker site has caused significant concern within our player community. <laughs> the overwhelming feedback against this challenge has made us reassess our approach. Our intention behind the bot challenge was to test the robustness of our security systems and showcase the advancements made by our game integrity team, which for what it's worth, like there are infinite ways to stress test this kind of stuff and doing it in a public challenge is maybe one of the worst unless it's in a controlled environment. Yeah. Right? You, know, you know how there's like hackathon? Yeah. You basically just gave the hackathon people actual money to do something. The thing with, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the thing when it comes to like hackathon or whatever the case may be, generally like, I guess this may not be true with like white hat hackers all, all across the board, but like when you're talking about stress testing systems, usually you do it in some sort of controlled environment, like what CMU did with the, uh, the heads up challenge, right? That was a controlled environment where it was all ran at Carnegie Mellon. Uh, everything was in house and it was just like the real time players playing against the computer. And we were going to measure and see like how everybody did over the long run. Right. You don't want to just have people running rampant while your site is still right. up and operating for business. Right. It's not like they shut the site down for a week to do it. Mm -hmm. or right. Right. Because it's like, it like hey, take wrong, money from people who are putting it into the economy. Yeah. It's like, if you're wrong, this is very, like, this is such a risky bet that you're just absolutely right. And yeah. the, the risk reward is so terrible because <laughs> if you're wrong, you might lose your business. 
right? Like if you're, if you're just blatantly wrong, people might open their eyes and say like, cash me the fuck out. Mm -hmm. What if someone went in with good intentions? Like I'm going to prove that I can do this. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, this is too easy and I'm winning. I'm just going to keep running. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And just not say anything. Like, you know, they just print. Just wins. And the thing is, big blinds per hundred. Yeah. One, two. And now you create, now you incentivize someone to create a bot. Yeah. They never would have done that. They have a whole farm running. You know, they have one of 27 (laughs) rampage aliases out there. Shout out to bot. Shout <laughs> the rampage, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it's like and and the thing is is like the reward if you're right is nearly nothing. Right, it's just that a bunch of people in the community weren't capable to build something sophisticated enough over a short period of time right. to actually break your security. Yeah, that now, doesn't mean yeah. your security is unbreakable. Right. Right. Now give it to people that can do that and there's yeah. an issue. Give them a month. Give yeah. them six months. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like eventually some level of sophistication is going to come through and that's what we're accusing you of is that a sophisticated bot ring has been running yeah. for quite some period of time and taking a lot of money out of the ecosystem. It's not what can you make overnight <laughs> and compete against one another for this very pedestrian prize yeah. over just like, you know, raking the community over the coals. Or just stop starting for millions. Right. So, I mean, I guess good on them for uh, I, I making he- the correction. I didn't I'll hear be the too part. Little too late. I didn't hear the part where I got my money back, though. Uh, yeah. So that <laughs> apparently is like still uh, they're investigating it. I guess like twenty dollars. Uh, who knows? I mean, like, look, if if all of this shakes out and ACR makes a statement saying like there were no bots and nobody's been banned and there will be no refunds, I. I believe that at that point, like it can no longer be a trusted site because there's just way, way too much evidence. All hope uh, is lost. Yeah. I mean, uh, he doesn't want it to be public yet. Uh, and I don't know what he's necessarily going to do with it, but Patrick Howard's like combed through the data and he like sent me a full report of like what this looks like. There are just so many glaring inconsistencies between human play and what we're seeing. So it's just like, this wouldn't take much for a, a, a non, uh, blind security team to be able to comb through and just say oh, we have a problem you know we have a clear problem here and uh it may be a little bit challenging to decipher like who is actually a bot and who is just like somebody that might be like playing similarly stats uh stats wise but uh at the end of the day like i think it's abundantly clear that there is a problem that needs to be fleshed out uh, the other aspect of this bot challenge that we need to discuss is what happened with range trainer pro dev who created the first bot and we thought won the challenge. It seems as though what ultimately came of this was he accidentally self-reported by asking for clarity on the challenge. So he got through like 1,700 hands uh, and apparently like, you know, in the process reached out and said like, what are all the boxes I have to check in order to win this challenge? He was like, he basically said, how do I prove to you that I'm botting successfully? Right? Like, what does it look like? I can't just send you hand histories. I could be playing them. I'm here to collect my free money. Right. Like, I can't just send you uh, a snapshot of it botting for a few hands because I could manually play five or 4,999 and then just bot for one and, you know, send you a snapshot. So he wanted clarity from, uh, from Moneymaker. And in the process, they flagged his account, you know, <laughs> obviously. Um, and hey, so I'm botting on your site. Oh, you're gone. Right, he should have yeah. did it on a different account. So they didn't know which account it was. But like, the thing is, he's he needs to be able to take the money out. So. I, well, yeah, but I mean, he's multi-company. He's also botting. So like, <laughs> right, but they allowed the botting. Yeah. I know, you well, can't break all the TOCs. Well, it should be like, that's how, how it should be. It should be like, I'm, I'm going to create an account to bot and then 
It's not me. Well, let me tell you, Brian, that is how it is. Yeah. That's precisely what they're doing. I understand, <laughs> but that's what that's what the challenge should have been. Right. So that you can just say, hey, I'm doing this, but you don't know which account it is. Well, if that doesn't speak to how stupid... The challenge shouldn't exist <laughs> that, in the first no, place. I'm not right. I'm just yeah. saying. If that doesn't speak to how stupid the yeah, initial challenge was, exactly. I don't know what does. Yeah. Um, so uh, effectively, Matt basically came out and he, he spoke his piece. Uh, I think he does feel a little bit cheated because he also then created a bot that adhered to the new rules. It was very clearly profitable. I'll do it again. Maybe and they'll give him a Triton package. As he was about to get that up and running, uh, they basically rugged him and said, like, we're not doing the contest anymore, man. You guys proved your fucking point, okay? <laughs> clearly, we're susceptible to bots. Yeah, enough is enough. Yeah. Everybody right. go look at Rampage's Twitter. <laughs> his timeline is more important. We closed uh, his account. Let's all just discuss that. Yeah. You know, that's a much bigger deal. For the time being. They don't give package to him. They give the package to the bot. That's right. The bot gets <laughs> the it. Bot gets the bot gets to go play. I think we should bring back battle bots. <laughs> and we should just have people running sims against one another. Yeah. Battle bots in the poker community. So if it wasn't enough. Uh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more. Rampage. Which, by the way, like, what the fuck are we doing, Ethan? Like, <laughs> I love you as a person, but you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> You don't get to spend your time. How many time times have you said that phrase? Too many. <laughs> too many. I guess about. I truly love him as a human uh, being, but God damn it, man, do better. <laughs> you you don't get to complain that a site is rigged and then play on Sundays there. Yeah. Stop playing, <laughs> all of you. If you think a site is fucking rigged or botted or cheating or whatever the case may be, stop fucking dumping your money into shit coins. <laughs> stop <laughs> buying egg slut at peak. Egg, egg dog. Slut. Whatever, man. I don't uh. care. Just it sounds like something I don't want a piece of like we, we just have to have to have a little bit higher of an expectation here so rampage apparently fired up acr again yesterday after some time away average sunday enjoyer i guess expecting to you know do better uh can you scroll down on this tweet okay uh i just didn't know <laughs> please content the management staff right so uh he logged back on he was deepish in the the 600 630 uh, sunday 630 yeah, sunday 630 500k which shout out to rob coon acr pro he shipped it for 100k sick obviously because he got rampage banned yeah. otherwise rampage was gonna win the whole fucking thing that's right. clear uh, i'm joking if that's not obvious uh <laughs> anyway with like 30 percent of the field left they ban rampage's account uh, we didn't get a lot of the public details. I have some suspicions as to why it happened, but uh, it's not my place to say. In any event, I guess him and Nagy spoke, smoothed things over, uh, and he was compensated some amount for his stack in the 630. Uh, it looks like it was basically around $2,000 or $4,000. I don't know. Um, whatever. So... Now, the biggest YouTube star that our community currently has outside of Brad Owen is banned from the site that has a bot ring on it, taking out millions of dollars. You can't write this shit. <laughs> can't make it up. Honest to God. Like, everybody, take a deep fucking breath. Take a week off, mate. <laughs> take a week Everyone, off. just take a week off. One Sunday is all it would take. Everybody, just take a Sunday off. Hashtag, what about hashtag you know never what miss you should a do? Sunday? You know what you should do on Sunday? Watch the fucking Steelers. Watch the Steelers. This Sunday yeah. coming up, 1 p.m. versus the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Take your Sunday off of right. ACR. Enjoy yourself. Have yourself a beer. Right. Maybe get a terrible towel to wave. I, I know I'm a broken record, but you got to squeeze these sites a little bit if you actually want to see some level right. of change enacted. Right. Yeah, um, if you just continue to play and, and everything is exactly the way it is, they're going to do nothing. It's kind of what's going on with the... like. 
GG stuff and guarantees where people are upset about rake, but at the same time, they still hit guarantees. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, if, if the community doesn't actually do something about it as a business, it makes sense to do what they're doing. Uh, yeah. I mean, at some point, like you just have to kind of be the guy who says like, I don't care if there's an overlay. I don't need to be in the mix. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I get, look, I, I'm talking from a very privileged position. I don't <laughs> play any of these sites. I don't need to play any of these sites. <laughs> You know, if this were my livelihood, I, I would probably have to do a lot more uh, risk-reward analysis. But we're just so sloppy. You know, it's getting to the point where it's like, as risk increases and, and reward de naturally decreases because we're being stolen from or there's more cheating or whatever, it seems like as risk increases, reward decreases, arrogance from our side also increases. Like there's no readjustment to the risk reward analysis. <laughs> it's not like a, you know? oh shit, I could actually be losing. It's the, oh, these people are losing, but I'm still winning. Right. And it's like, you know, dating back to when Rampage first called them out, like your graph was straight down, bro. Like maybe your suspicions are right. <laughs> Chill. Just, you know, go play live, touch grass. It's let's let's the, all get outside a little. It's mm -hmm. the beauty of what first could be. Right. Yeah, and it's the allure of chasing the six-figure score. And I, look, I get it. I totally understand. Um, I just, I hope that we can do better. And one man who is trying to do better is Soheb. Um, he's trying to compile a list of uh, grievances that we can submit to the sites. He's trying to unify the community in some sort of way. Obviously, like a poker union is never going to happen. But I do highly encourage everybody to kind of get on board. When people, you know, take the lead in these grassroots initiatives it's worth supporting. Even if you don't intend on necessarily following through, even if you don't intend to being a big voice uh, or a part of this, like it's a good starting point. Uh, and I, I think that like, you know, they deserve our attention far more so than showing up to play again at 10 a.m. on a Sunday, yeah. right? Um, so big shout out to Soheb. Appreciate what you're doing out there. Hopefully uh, more people will follow the lead. I uh, will be curious to see how much of uh, like the cash out process gets slowed as people kind of lose their faith a little in the online poker community. Um, and again, like I don't think this is permanent. I don't think this is long term. I do think that the people in charge are heavily incentivized to get this shit right. Yeah. To earn the trust back of the community and to ensure that you know uh, it comes back bigger and better than ever. But. I also think that we're at a point now with a community where we have a little bit of leverage. We have the ability to speak on this. We have the the power to now kind of speak with our dollars and hit them where it hurts. And I just highly encourage everybody to be considerate of that. Yeah, you know? it makes sense that online gets a lot less action every every Sunday. It's just kind of tough not to, you know? Yeah, live poker is great. This stuff doesn't happen as much. And sure, rake might be a little bit high, but it's a protecting environment. And at the very least, yeah, you're not getting bought. It's a little bit high, in. but it's, uh, it's fields are a little bit soft. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of bit soft. Lot There's of, no bots. There's soft. no bots in live. There are no bots in live. Um, shout out to David Coleman for winning the Venetian. Big shout out to Coleman, <laughs> former WSOP reg. Uh, all right, let's let's briefly touch on a few of the other uh, scams and and whatnot that have. Oh, there's more. There's oh, wait. 
there's more. <laughs> Does getting stone bubbled count as a scam? No. Kind of. <laughs> Play better. Yeah. Um, just fold. Patrick just fold Howard last week. <laughs> uh, Patrick Howard last week. Yeah, just listen to Nikki. Yeah. You know, it's it's ICM is very important. You know, mm-hmm. you can just fold. Secure just, the cash. If listen, you just fold, you always win. The tortoise knows. It's not like you run out of chips or anything. Just fold. Not like know? the blinds go up. Or yes. Yeah. Don't worry about it, man. Just fold. You don't lose two and a half blinds per orbit. Uh, all right, you know Pat- how much a min cash is? Way more than zero dollars. That's true. Sometimes it's less than the buy-in. <laughs> Sometimes it is. It's it's more than zero. <laughs> Patrick Howard put a post out last week. He said, this is to raise awareness around the apparent spike of collusion on Ignition Bodog. Ignition and Bodog have been taking a hit a lot over the last three to six months. We haven't really talked about it too much because uh, I think it's one of the smaller of the, the majors, if you even consider it one of the major sites. Um, but I do know that it's where like a lot of the stables and the coaching for profits had been kind of... Uh, employing their their students to go play and a lot of that had been getting reduced as far as my understanding goes from speaking with uh some of the people that were involved in that and a lot of it was just based off of this fear of collusion uh botting rtaing whatever the case may be it doesn't seem as though ignition has a very high standard of security uh nor does it seem like they do a very good job of paying their debts no <laughs> yeah he can pay me at some point pay landon <laughs> pay this man money. his money i stone bubble the tournament what they owe me is basically this cash of a stone bubble okay so. <laughs> ship it uh Give did it. You, hey did you stone bubble a tournament this weekend Remember when I asked him if he was in the muck about anything? Yeah, he's in the fucking muck. Yeah, of course he's in the fucking muck. I'm f- trying to crawl oh, his way out. Oh, for seven's not fun. He's but we belly move. aching. We move. Uh, so Patrick says, in the past, Ignition has generally done a good job of policing games, in his opinion, and has offered gener- generous refunds when cheating has occurred. Lately, collusion has reached what I consider to be nearly unplayable levels. No one in my network has been issued a refund despite consistently reporting blatant collusion. I imagine at this point, it's just getting to a point where it's too costly to refund because it's happening at such a high rate. And I think that this is probably true of the apps too, and we'll uh, get into that story next. But um, you can see he gives an example of a hand history here where uh, basically on the river, a hand that probably shouldn't ever put money in, finds a way to call and then back jam uh, in order to uh, get the best hand to fold once he has shown interest in the pot. Top sets <clears> and <throat> your hard one to fold. Right. But it did. It did find a fold. Um and queens with a club ultimately ends up making uh, a winner here so the obvious assumption here if you go through the hand history is that player five and player one are working together in some sort of capacity uh they ultimately squeeze out player whoever had the set uh the hero player aces bro (laughs) the hero uh they ultimately squeeze the hero out on the river where uh the hero bet or sorry the um player five checks with queens player one with jack 10 uh, no club chooses to bet uh, $400. The hero calls $400. Then player five raises all in for a min raise of $800. And player one rejams. Um, now, the rejam wasn't for a lot, uh, even though he's rejamming for like 3K. I think the hero only had like five or 600 behind. Uh, so it wasn't a ton. But when you face bet, call, min raise all in, three bet, re raise. Yeah. Uh, a set doesn't feel very good here. No. You expect someone to have a flush. Someone's got a flush. And when they both show down one pair less than top pair, <laughs> uh, I think it's it's justifiable to be a little bit sus. Now, obviously, this is one anecdote. Uh, I would imagine that if pressed, Patrick has a whole more. host of these yeah. to demonstrate. Um, but, you know, they're not going to 
they're not going to be best served in a in a Twitter thread. He does have a couple other ones. If we scroll down there, there's uh, a couple more hand histories that I'm not going to go through. I just trust that he's pretty sharp about this stuff. He's the data guy, um, and I imagine he has a collection of these types of hands. So Ignition, another site now that we have to kind of hold their feet to the fire and follow along to see if these collusion rings are being cleared up at all. Um, and, you know, to be a little bit worrisome of uh, RTA as well, especially because of the anonymous aspect of it. And I think that that was something where we weren't really clear what was going to be best for the community at large. Is it to run an anonymous site uh, where no one has screen names or is it best to run a real name site? And previously, I was kind of on the side of anonymous uh, because it does protect the wrecks a little bit. There's no bum hunting. Uh, or at least there's less bum hunting. And, you know, there are a lot of small factors why Anon is good. It keeps the pool a lot healthier. You're not able to get uh, exploitative uh, data on sp specific players. Um, so, like, a lot of the data mining problems where, you know, certain players are just being mined and hunted. That can't really happen. But the pool still gets data mined, and you lose the ability to hold really any of the cheaters uh, accountable right so i truly think that real name is the direction that online has to go and it needs to be coupled with a much stronger kyc we spoke about this a lot on friday but uh if you're getting a lot more detail you're making it harder to create accounts then it becomes a lot more challenging for these bot rings to uh to to come to be it becomes a lot easier for you to find collusion rings whenever you're dealing with real names uh as well as rta um you know rings or, or whatever you want to call it where people are clearly like breaking rules. So I think security needs help at this point and it needs to come from the site side, the management side saying like, look, what can we do to make our security more robust? And I think a lot of that's just gonna be creating layers, creating layers at the signup point, which companies don't wanna do because you don't want to make it harder for people to give you your money. Right. You know? Of course. You want to make it as easy as possible. If they feel like they're getting cheated, then you uh, right. don't get any money. Mm -hmm. Right. It's also very difficult to like deal in Bitcoin and crypto if you're you're doing pretty stringent KYCs. But we will we see. Because this is where we are. Um, <laughs> with regard to the apps, I was kind of mentioning that there was uh, potential collusion rings and bot rings taking place there. Um, Lucas Bazilia. Yeah, I think that's right. Sure. Uh, he put out a tweet um, demonstrating a couple videos of these rings in action. So he said, uh, scam alert in PPP poker, uh, X poker, uh, bot plus, plus collusion, three to four players in the same table. What the fuck? Uh, that, so that's the second video. That's the potential bot ring. Look at this operation. Yeah, all of these tables are just automated. You can see there's no human touch. Um, these are just all logged in and automated. So oh they're botting. God. I imagine they're getting like stupid rake back also. Mm -hmm. uh, as usually that's a byproduct of being in these high rake uh, apps. Look at all those phones. So many, um, phones. <laughs> so many phones. He said, I'll be leaving three graphs for comparison where, P where in PPP poker, I fluctuate 95 to 100 buy-ins on the green line, while in Supreme, which is a fair game, I never fluctuate more than 35 buy-ins. So basically, like he has one game that he's certain is fair, and his standard deviation is like 35 buy-ins, uh, or maybe three <laughs> standard deviations, I guess, is 35 buy-ins, whereas like he's in other ones where he's fluctuating like roughly 100 buy-ins uh, that he's not so sure are fair said i just come to warn you not to play in this place and in the case of club gg 
that there is a mafia of bots and collusions. I also expect more from support, and that's why I already mentioned uh, to provoke some, um, or to provoke uh, GG. Bot mafia. Yeah, it's a mafia. <laughs> They're all out there, man. That's a good screen name, actually. You beat me to the punch. That would be a really good screen <laughs> name. Bot mafia. Um, yeah, so like when we're looking at his graphs, uh, the one from the fair game looks pretty normal. Uh, where he's winning like five big blinds per hundred. Um, the the ones where he's losing or winning smallly, one he's winning like two big blinds per hundred. The other one he's losing like eight. Uh, the variations are just like all over the place. Um, so I think the, the real notable one is um, how much he's losing uh, compared to EV. Um yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it's just pretty wild. Like the gap between the yellow line and the green line is is pretty substantial. I would think, uh, and worth noting. Usually, those run somewhat close to one another. I mean, sometimes you have a sample, so you just get fucked. But yeah, sometimes it's not. Yeah, the case. this looks like it's seventy thousand hands. Pretty substantial sample, and uh, the standard deviation here is just like pretty wild. Um, in any event, be safe out there, kids. Nobody thinks the apps are safe. It's insane if you do. Uh, <laughs> you need to know literally every single human being that you're playing against and trust that they're not doing anything shady because let's be honest, like, even if you're doing something as unsophisticated as running GTO Wizard, when it comes to the apps, there's absolutely going to be no security against that. No. Right? Like, even if, in my opinion, and granted, I have maybe a sour taste when it comes to apps, but I'm pretty confident if you catch somebody in, like, bros or whatever... Uh, with GTO Wizard Fair Play Check and you send that to support, you're going to get fucking crickets in return. Yeah. So be very weary. These apps weren't necessarily... Or sorry, be very leery. I always get those two confused. These apps weren't necessarily <laughs> originally made for profit. Uh, they're made under the guise of being free play apps where they're just you know trying to profit off of uh, in-app purchases. But obviously, they've turned into gambling apps. Whether that was the intention or not, that's where we're at. And uh, it's going to be sketchy moving forward when there's no regulation. Like, this isn't even gray market. This is black market, mm -hmm. for sure. It's everywhere. It's worldwide. You have no fucking clue what the player pool looks like, what they're capable of, and what security on the other end is. Uh, I would just be highly, highly... I, I mean, of all the... In the rank order of like <laughs> what I would play online, it's regulated sites first and foremost. If you're lucky enough to be one of the few regulated areas, there's a pee baby. Woo! Then you know <laughs> the more gray sites that are pushing for regulation, like Stars Rest of World, Party Rest of World, GG. Uh, maybe I guess one step below that would be like ACR and Ignition. Uh, and then apps. And <laughs> I, apps I, I, even, I, should, yeah, I was going to say, I shouldn't even say, and then apps. I would say, like, uh, I would consider playing Pinochle for a living. <laughs> I would consider <laughs> professional solitaire, mm -hmm. uh, possibly taking up chess as a hobby. Counting maybe cards. Yeah, maybe moving into live. Maybe even egg professional. Trader. What was the egg slut? Uh, I would consider egg slut. <laughs> uh, I would consider uh, a professional blackjack career mm -hmm. or an advantage slot play. And then finally, if I had so much money that I just wanted to light it on fire, I would actually play the app games. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably the... You're just trying to get your gamble fixed so you know that you're a dog. I mm -hmm. think that's the right rank order. You're definitely losing more on the app games gambling than you would at like Blackjack, not even knowing how to count. I right. think I'm going to sign up for Kessler's AP school. What's, what's his AP school? 
Uh, advanced slots. It, it's still being. Uh, oh, but it's it, it, it's uh, advantage gambling. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Uh, mm, Kessler's actually sharp at some shit. To he be is. quite honest. Hey man, Conrad keeps coming back with new kitchenware. <laughs> That's true. He does have a lot of Caesar's gifts. He's got a lot of griddles uh. at the house. We have. Uh, oh, that reminds me. I have to get my gift from downstairs from you. I think yeah. it's still at the office. Okay, mm. we we have <laughs> somehow. We have two more to power through. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> one is a an RTA in real time that was posted to Reddit. Uh, shout out to Ryan LaPlante who shared this. Uh, it's a video, if you click in the thread, of somebody real time uh, using real time assistance uh, to make the nuts in PLO. So, you know, not probably didn't need a machine for this one. It has an overpair and a, and a gut shot drills the gutty. Whatever, but in any event, you can see this is very simplistic. Um, it works very well. Uh, not much time. I mean, this is fast. This is fast. Like this, are, are you able to uh, click the video? Um, these decisions are being made in seconds. Uh, it, it. I don't know what the actual program is that's being ran here. I don't know if this is... Uh, a commercial RTA that people are able to buy through those shady Discord links, or if this is something that whoever posted this uh, just wanted to self-report. But that's fast. That Jeez. that's like as fast, if not faster, than the GTO Wizard. Look at that. I mean, this is like giving you a response in three to five seconds. So like, you're not even like burning time bank. You're not even necessarily doing anything that would uh, elicit some sort of security response unless they're able to see it running in the background somehow um this is scary man this is very scary especially for plo a much more complicated um game to to kind of maybe it's not more complicated bill rta i'm just less familiar with it so i don't know how sophisticated the solvers are um and there isn't something as simple as like gto wizard that has a pre-solved database but anyway uh that's out there um and in coordination with this there was another how-to where a link was posted on, on Twitter. This is uh, in response to Charlie Carroll asking if, uh, if something was valid. And uh, Jamie Scott Lowe posted, uh, interesting to see this new method. People just use different strategies for sites like Stars and have been doing it for years without naming names. I went down a rabbit hole and there's a few high stakes guys I'd say with high certainty that are doing this both to learn spots very quickly and in general to ensure ROI. And if they are quick learners, they've also gotten the world's best learning tool in real time, which is what we accused Ali and Jake of, right? Like mm -hmm. you become world-class whenever you get to make a few hundred thousand decisions uh, with the aid of a trainer. Yeah. Like imagine if you just got to play the trainer for like 500,000 hands, but you were getting paid to do it. Right. You're just getting paid like two big blinds uh, or, or yeah, like two big blinds per hundred hands. Pretty sick deal. That'd be a fucking sick Normally deal. Normally you pay to lose money to get better at the right. game. Right. Right. Uh, so it looks like this method is uh, they run a third-party software um, uh, going through poker. I, I don't really want to advertise for this. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, there's a few third-party softwares that they run in the background. They show a graphic where, uh, you know, GTO plus X, GTO plus Poker Snowy, Poker OCR, whatever, uh, are on the cold machine. And uh, it's, it's then connected to a laptop, which is running the, the client. Uh, and then there's a Reddit thread. I think it's Reddit thread. Maybe it's two plus two thread. Um, showing like a test of this in action where they're using uh, an HDMI adapter. Um, and then it looks like there's a 
a third uh, HDMI port of some sort. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. Let me see if I can read. Oh, it's a splitter. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure what the splitter does or what, what the purpose of it is. Uh, I haven't combed through all of this, but I imagine that it just has something to do with making it undetectable. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew about all this. Uh, this ain't new. So like Charlie tagged us and said, can somebody check or can somebody fact check this and, and make sure it's true? Um, uh, Todd Wattellis replied and said, yes, this is possible to do. I, I haven't personally tested it myself and I don't really want to, um, but I would imagine... You know what? Maybe I should because I don't care about playing on these online sites. I should just test to see if like the security catches it. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to beat the bot challenge? I might give you 100k. No, I'm not, I'm not. But I do think it would be an interesting experiment to like ethically do this, where you just like try to run zero, like you know whatever you do the thing that that wins you the least or uh, breaks you even, but you see if you can actually keep the RTA running in real time without getting caught. Because I imagine that you probably can. And personally, like, does that mean you have to beat Rake or not? Who cares? I'm, I'm just saying, like... I see the sense of giving the site money for it, but... Sure. Well, I'm just... Whatever, do it for your rake back. My point is, is like, you don't have to actually do what the RTA says. You know what I mean? Like, you can just, just run RTA and just, just fold every time. Who cares? Um, but I would just be curious to see that if... if like, it, it would be nice for somebody who speaks on this all the time to be able to come from a place of authority of, like, oh, I tried this and it works. Maybe I'll, like, fire it up on some play money sites. Yeah. Um... Test, test some of this shit but the thing is is like if i have the ability to just try this stuff out certainly the security teams in these sites they are, can do it too are privy to all the commercial right. products that are out mm-hmm. there if not more right they, i mean they should be that's right? their job they right? should have people coming through the discords like people are spamming all the time this type of stuff i don't know you gotta have an ear to the streets i i would i don't know man i my faith goes down every single day um <laughs> more down than zero down so bad it's down so bad <laughs> let's end on a little bit of a light note because this one was kind of funny uh and, and that just shows how bad it is that we're laughing at somebody cheating in real time right uh but there was a streamer who was caught using rta during the poker stars million uh if you want to run that clip he's just literally twitching and at the same time pulling up gto wizard in his window and just like running it uh uh, oh, this is a this is a little <coughs> bit old, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Old it happened time. a couple weeks ago. Um but there's since <coughs> been a follow-up. <laughs> Jeez. Bro caught himself in 4K. Oh, I didn't realize that was him coughing. Uh, I thought that was Guapo. I was gonna say, mute your mic, bro. <laughs> I mean, like this hand basically plays out where he makes Okay, he doesn't speak English, you can just mute it. Uh, you think he rolled for that low frequency three bet? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. I mean, if he's using GTO Wizard, I imagine he has a randomizer in the background too, right? Uh, so there was an update uh, as of December fourteenth. It says Stars posted this in a Discord. Obviously, it wasn't handled great to begin with, but props for rectifying ASAP. So the post says, "Hi all. Uh, I want to address the recent case of a Poker Stars player on Twitch. Multiple clips have been shared of this player accessing preflop charts on stream whilst playing on Poker Stars, which is what they thought they were initially punishing him for. So they only gave him a two-week ban initially, and there was outrage over it. Now, we were on Christmas break, so we didn't report it, but here we are now. Uh, they said, although this case has been raised to us, we also had already been aware of it, and certain initial action had been taken. That was the two-week ban. However, after further review... Uh, a la seeing all these fucking videos of him just getting caught in 4k yeah 
Uh, it's evident that this case is more serious than initially judged. We have therefore taken the decision to enforce a more severe punishment. When determining the severity of offenses, we make a distinction between isolated incidents, instances of using simple references materials, such as static charts, and other type of real-time assistance. In this case, the distinction was not correctly applied. As an example, if we identify a player using simple preflop reference material whilst playing on an isolated occasion, we would issue a short timeout from our games. However, if that player was identified or using browsing tools or services that provided more complete overview of the game they were playing, we would issue a much more severe punishment. This could range from a longer timeout to a permanent ban and confiscation of account funds. Going forward, we will conduct a review of our internal process to ensure this does not happen again. Browsing of preflop charts and or using RTA is strictly prohibited and strong action is indeed warranted. Our sincere apologies for the initial review, which was not adequate for the infraction in question and did not meet our high standard. Man, my issue with the whole funds getting confiscated is it just goes back to the site, right? No, it doesn't. Where does it go? They distribute it to the people who were cheated. How? By giving refunds. What do you mean how? It just doesn't seem like, man, it's... it's it's just tough when like someone is actually caught cheating and like takes a lot of money from a site to then give an effective near ICM value, whatever it is for what the refund was worth. They just bump people up in the player pool. Yeah, it's kind of brutal because what if you got scammed by the guy? That's not how this works, man. <laughs> you, can't, you can't play revisionist history. <laughs> like all you can do is just make right to the best ability that you can. You can mm -hmm. only you know redistribute whatever he's taking. You can't redistribute EV. We got to rerun the tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, run it back. You fucking kids, man. You're the so tough. Gone. I think that this is actually a really great response by Stars. I think this is a stark yeah. contrast to the response from ACR. Yeah, it does just stink, though. You're playing a massive chip lead pot versus a guy that's cheating. Stop playing. <laughs> just stop fucking playing. You gotta stop playing online. Stop playing online. If you're playing online, you're getting cheated. Like, just stop. It, Tell it's, it to Ethan. It's, I did earlier. <laughs> Rewind the tape. <laughs> Just, you got to give it up, man. It, uh, it's time. It's time we move on. We can't do, we can't live like this team. Can't. Come to the Bellagio. Just, and you know what? While you're at it, play cash. Go to the jewel. <laughs> play cash. We, we've, we've given up. Yeah. The game is gone. You got to play cash. Tell uh, the cash or get scammed. That's right. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I've said my piece. I, I hope that I haven't become too much of a doomser because I truly do think that like big picture, we're going to see a resurgence online. I just want it to be safe. And I don't want what's happening on the apps to become a commonplace on the sites, which right. is the direction that we're headed. Um, reminder to everybody that we have a Twitter Tuesday out. What are your 2024 poker resolutions? Head over to the only friends podcast, Twitter at only friends underscore pod. And let us know what your resolutions are for the year. We'll read the best ones on air tomorrow for our hashtag Twitter Tuesday. Also, don't forget a new episode of Poker Out Loud will be posted to the Solve for Y site today. It's up. Okay, it is already up and running. Laman is on top of shit. Uh, you can find that at solvefory.io. If you are not already a member, feel free to sign up to the all-in access pass. Uh, you can get that for $49.99 a month. Be sure to check out season 10 as well as the nine previous seasons of Poker Out Loud. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. per usual. Only two more shows with Guapo this week. We lose them after Wednesday. That's right. Berkey's on the switcher. My guy is, my guy is just taking a fucking vacation. He's taking a month <laughs> it's off, well man. Deserved, man. It is well deserved, man. It is well deserved. 
the 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 show might look a little different while he's gone but uh we're still aiming for that online poker panel on wednesday we're going to be doing a state of affairs the timing might be a little bit different we may have to do uh early morning or late at night because pads is in england uh john andreas is in the philippines two very different time <laughs> slots uh so we're trying to work it out but be sure to stay tuned for that the aim is wednesday hopefully landon will be here to join us also give his insight as a young up-and-comer who just realized that the dream is dead today online cash has been great for me man yep dream's dead all right that's gonna do it for us we'll see you guys all 11 a.m tomorrow peace